We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Today, I just want to continue from where we left off. But I'm going to say some important stuff. It's all been good, but then, you see, the way I judge myself is after I have shared a word. The Holy Spirit continued to correct me and to add more verses of scriptures. Are you there with me? And I use it to judge. Are you there with me? Whether it should be a series. Are you there? But I sincerely believe that the Spirit of the living God, or God knows perfectly well, that I am addressing an audience. Are you there with me? You are precious in His sight. God knows about you. God knows everything about you. He loves you so much. That's why He has given you pastors. Glory be to God. So anytime I get corrections, anytime I get verses of scriptures, I see it as the Spirit of God telling me to come back and correct certain things or come back and add certain things. Is somebody hearing me? We started this series on Wednesday concerning fathers, and yes, last week we did again. I'm going to add a few things, but please, 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 take it very, very seriously. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, We continue to pray and to bless your holy name this wonderful morning. What a good God, what a merciful Father you are. Once again, your children washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, we humbly come to you. We ask, O Lord, that you have your way in our midst in the name of Jesus. Above all, we ask for understanding. Speak to us, O Lord. Open our eyes, open our hearts in seal and instruction, O Lord. Lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Jesus, for your name's sake and for you for your sake. Bless us, bless us tremendously. May our lives never be the same again. May everyone, everyone that hears me, whether online or here physically, may our lives never be the same again. But may our lives be pleasing unto you, and may our lives be on course, even as you have destined. What a good God, what a merciful Father. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Don't take our attention away. Let the word of God have its free course. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now, we're going to read about three verses of scriptures, okay? If we, the first that we read last week was John. If you turn your Bibles there in John chapter concerning Jacob. Are you there? The Bible tells us also in Hebrews, either one of the secrets of life is your ability to copy. If you see somebody doing well, try as much as, as if you don't know, try as much as possible to copy, and you get the same result. The Bible talks about it. Are you there? And that's the secret of Europe. Mm-hmm. Are you there? When you go everywhere, you go to Spain, you go to Italy, almost everywhere looks the same. Are you there? When they started prospering, are you there? When one person had, had an idea, apparently it was Spain, they had an idea about the layout of the houses, the pavement. Are you there? They took certain things into consideration when they were laying, and others copied. Are you there with me? The Bible also talks about it. Are you there? The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 10 that a man came to ask Jesus, I mean, eternal life. How do I get eternal life? He says, love God with all your heart, your neighbors, yourself. Then he asked him that, who is my neighbor? Then he gave this scenario of a man that traveled from Jerusalem to this thing, Gaza, and he fell among thieves. Then a priest, a Levite, then eventually a Samaritan. Are you there with me? Then the answer to that question says, he said to him, go and do likewise. Are you there? Go and do likewise. Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 11 tells us to learn of him. 
means copy me. Are you there? If you are struggling in certain things, are you there? And I'm going to, I mean, point out certain things to you. I can quote it, but I'm going to take my time and point out certain things to you. And every one of you, especially the teenagers, the young adults in our midst, sincerely pray because Jesus had it. And every one of us also have to have it. And Jacob also had it. Glory be to God. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Holy Spirit, you are forever welcome. Let your will be done. Grant me clarity of speech. There are different levels of receptivity here. Take me as a vessel and use me for your glory. Amen. Now, in John chapter 4, we read verse 12. Then we're going to read a little more about Jacob. Okay. Now, this man Jacob, the Bible tells us that we should be imitators of them who true. This is Hebrews. Are you there in chapter 6? says that we shouldn't be slothful, but we'll be imitators. Imitators means that your ability to copy, emulate. Are you there with me? Even the Holy Spirit and Jesus himself, the Bible calls it of the same kind, alos, the Greek word says. Are you there with me? The Bible commands us that we should be imitators. Are you the copiers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises? So you can pick a character in the Bible. Are you there? And try as much as possible. Are you there with me? The ultimate is Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? The ultimate is Jesus. You can pick the things of Jesus. His early morning prayers, his fasting and his prayers. Are you there with me? He himself seeing himself as a temple of God. Are you there with me? You can pick some of these things and you see dramatic change in your life. People are saying that in Christianity, I mean, when you join, when you are converted to Islam and all those things, you see radical feeling of change and that. It's because we are not serving God well. If we take these things that we are saying here seriously, you see practical change and angelic movement and the presence of God increasing in your life to the glory of God. Is somebody hearing me? Now, this Jacob, this is what the New Testament says about him. I've been trying to quote this verse of scripture, but it says, those that inherited the promises, we should be imitators of them, we should copy them. Now, we choose Jacob as a father, and we talked about him on Father's Day. But I just want to add a few things to this message, and I believe that you will be blessed. In verse 12, John chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Are thou greater than our father Jacob? Are you there? Are thou greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the wealth, and drank thereof himself, and his children? Are you there with me? And his cattle? Okay, just pause there. Okay, so Jacob in his lifetime, he dug a well. And I pray that every parent here, are you there with me? We are strengthened, we are grazed to dig wells. Are you there with me? What's the significance of wealth? We'll talk about it. But this well is being described as deep. Not only that, when you come up a bit, the Bible says that he left a parcel of land. Are you there with me? For Joseph. That means that it is biblical. Every one of you, every father in the house, are you there with me? The grace of God is upon your life to leave land, something practical for your children. Is somebody hearing me? But the ultimate, you see, the ultimate is, let me just show you something here. Don't ever think about it. Financial, yeah, financial blessings is good. Should I shock you? Okay, look on the screen, right? Genesis 24. This is a description, okay? Genesis 13, verse 1. Very quickly, okay? I'll take you through Abraham, all right? Financial blessings is good. 
charming, living, greatness, financial blessing is good. But I'll show you the ultimate. Merrily, financial blessing, living our children's houses is good. But I'll show you the ultimate. Look at Abraham in Genesis 13. And God, and Abraham went out of Jacob, verse 2. Okay? And Abraham was what? Very rich. Very rich. Okay? He was very rich. Genesis 24, verse 1. He says what? And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord has what? Blessed him in all things. That means self-sufficient, isn't it? All things. Genesis 25, verse 5. Who did the inheritance go to? And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Genesis 26. All is finished. All is finished. All the money, all the houses he left for Isaac was finished. Genesis 26. And there was famine in the land. You see, you wouldn't move economically if you are financially stable in the land. The Bible says that, and there was famine in the land besides the first famine in the, in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech. He said, if you started moving, then there's a problem. If you are moving overdraft, around banks and calling by smiling with, uh, there's a problem somewhere. Verse 2. And the Lord appeared and said, go not. How can you leave all your inheritance and be going out? You get it? So what, what the Bible is telling us that it's good to leave riches, physical things, but the ultimate is what you will do that would attract God to your children. Are you getting it? Should I say it again? Here it says clearly that the man has substantial things. Are you there with me? It is good. It's a blessing. And I'm going to also show you that God wants us to have substantial things. So I have so many verses of scriptures. Even in this Jacob's encounter, the dream was for him to have substantial blessings. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 12 that a man, whether he's born again, wasn't born again, he got up and he was blessed. His grounds was grown. So prosperity is no problem to God. But what you do after you are prospered, the Bible says that the man started taking plants and there was no God in it. And that was the problem. That was why that, that portion of scripture is called the rich fool. He says he wasn't rich towards God. So none of us should think that, oh, God is going to... There was a time that they sang praise and worship, and God started causing their enemies to hit their head against each other. They went, this is Second Chronicles 22, and there was so much abundance. They said they had so much gold, more than they could carry. Prosperity is not a problem to God. Are you there with me? But you that are here, I want you to show, I want to show you something. That serve God in a way that when you are not here, God will remember... You're well. You see, let me just tell you something. It is heating up now. When Abraham was alive, his servant dug well. They dug, they dug, they dug. When Abraham died, the well dried up. So when a well dries up, what would you do? This is, European law will tell us what? Hazard, isn't it? A child will fall in. No water. What's the essence of this? Let's cover it. Then Isaac came. And when Isaac dug it, water started coming out. 
Then the people came to fight him. The water is ours. The water is ours. Meaning that if there was water in, they wouldn't have filled it with it. It's in Genesis 26. Every world that his father built, if he goes to dig it again, water starts coming out. They come and fight him. Then at a point, he dug one, and they didn't fight him, and he changed the name there. Are you there? Meaning that even the world that we dig and the water that comes out is our relationship with God. And also tells me that, listen, any of you can go into business. It doesn't matter who is in business, but your covenant with God will make yours different. You're preaching. Amen. Is somebody hearing me? You see, it pays. You see, I chose this man because he loves blessing. He loves God. Irrespective of what you do, love God. When you meet your friends, yeah, do whatever you have to do. But an hour or so, or a great while, early in the morning, you call on your God. None of your friends will know that you have a relationship with God. Today, probably, they are waiting for you. It's going to be a sunny day. I don't know what the temperature is. Even in here, it's about 21 degrees. So just imagine out there, or probably by midday or by lunch. By late afternoon, people are waiting for you for all sorts of things. But you have put God first. Are you there with me? And that's the sort of life that we should learn from. And because of that, he was selected and Esau, who as if had it all, was rejected. Is somebody hearing me? So this God that we are serving is interesting. When you go on to Genesis, let's go to Genesis 26. Let's read verse 5. The Bible says, verse 4 tells us that, listen, you stay in the land and I'll be with you. Stay in the land and I'll be with you. Okay, God says I'll be with you. Meaning that the way I see it is, it is more important, even though I work hard. I work very hard, but it is more important my relationship with God. More important my relationship with God. Once I got a revelation of this, verse 5. That the reason why God came to Isaac's aid was because of his father, Abraham. Many years ago, I don't know whether PD you were there. We went to a Benihin, when Benihin was in his... And Manche- were you there in Manchester? Blessing. We went to Manchester, when Benihin. We drove. That I was, I was in the Romford Church. Emmanuel, were you, were you part of it? We drove to Manchester and... Uh, and the presence of God came on a little boy. And he said, who are you? It's your father. He says, but he wanted to know. Is your father a, a priest? He said, no, this thing cannot happen to you. Somebody in your lineage has served God. I've never seen this presence. Then either the mother or the grandmother came up and they said, oh, his grandfather was a, once a pastor. Things just don't happen. There are certain families, you can't even be a pastor. And there are certain homes, you can't stay and be a pastor. But he saw a nice house by a seaside in California. He prayed to God, claim it, Father, I claim it in the name of Jesus, poured oil and that and that. God never gave him the house. Later, God said to him that if you have taken the house, the battles will not allow you to save souls. Because every day there will be a problem at home and you have to deal with it. Now, let's go on to the next verse of scripture. This Isaac, are you there with me? And I wanted to read something about Isaac. The Bible says, because of Abraham, because of Abraham obey my voice. So from that time when I got this verse of scripture changed my life. Are you there? This verse of scripture changed my life because if in my lifetime 
I obey the voice of God, it has effect on generation to come. The reason why this economic emigrant, Isaac, was about to move, Egypt was the place. Egypt was the Babylon of, of their day. Egypt was the place that it was happening. They were building. Construction workers were needed. Now money is finished. I've just uh, uh, given birth to, I've just had two, two, two twins. Rebecca, we are, I mean, I have a family. I have to go ahead. And God says, listen, stay here. And God said, the reason why you should stay, I'm going to bless you here, is because your father obeyed my voice. Your father kept my charge. Your father, my command. Your father, my statue. So that means that it's got nothing to do with Isaac. Should I tell you the good news? Do you know who our father is? Do you know who God looks upon? Jesus. So none of you have an excuse. God will remember you when you're making a wrong move. Unless your, this your year is stubborn. The sort of praise and worship, the sort of things which is happening here. You don't have the clue, the things that are happening on your behalf. Unless you are chewing gum and anybody that comes to look at him, oh, this chair is empty. What powerful praise and worship is going on? May God have mercy on us. Amen. Is somebody hearing me? Then when it goes to 24, look at 24 again. I want you to take note of these verses of Scripture. That's why I'm repeating them. In 24, the same 26, 24, the Bible says that God said that, listen, and you see, I have noticed that this is repeated several times, especially in the life of Joseph, hey, the life of Solomon. A lot of the time when Solomon becomes naughty, a lot of the time David was used David was used. He said, you are in this position because of David's sake. Listen, I need it. And even in life, isn't it? Okay, now look at 24. He said, the Lord appeared unto him the same night. And what? He says, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee. This is the second time. I will bless thee and I will multiply thee, thy seed. For what? Because of who? Patrick Eben's sake. Say, because of Jesus' sake. Say, God will bless me. Because of Jesus' sake. You see, let me tell you something. Even the Bible tells us in Psalm 27, it says, if your father and mother forsake you, God takes you on. Are you there with me? Christianity is such that. Are you there with me? Sometimes we have to clear ourselves from certain lineage. One man of God, he says, you know, Sometimes if you know where you are from and what is chasing you, you order your steps aright. He says he knows the home that he is from. This is Pastor Jacob. He comes here all the time to come and bless us. You see how the spirit moves and that's all those things. He says he knows the home that he is from, so he doesn't joke with his Christianity. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody being blessed? In Genesis 29, something interesting happened. Please. And this is the point that God would have every one of you to know. Okay, we talked about the grace, okay? But Genesis 29, after a father has prayed for you, okay, it's just the same. Probably I'll call somebody and I'll pronounce certain blessings on you that are hearing me. The blessing is yours. Because that blessing was intended, are you there with me, for Esau? He thought, he felt him, he smelt his clothes. And as he was releasing the blessing, the Bible says that, the blessing, he says that when uh, Esau came and Esau was crying, he says, 
The father says, he has taken the blessing and he will be blessed indeed. The father says, for sure you'll be blessed indeed. Which we study it. It means that this ministry, are you there of capturing messages? This ministry, this radio ministry, TV ministry, and this, you can be blessed. They can be praying for anybody. But you, the hearer, you can claim it. Is somebody hearing me? You, the hearer, so long as it's going, you can claim it. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews, how did Isaac do it? He did it by faith. To every parent, every parent can change the course of their life. Every parent here can change the course of Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing the thing that was done in Genesis 27, you can do it every day to your children. I, as a pastor, do it to you. If only you accept me as your father. If somebody, even if you don't accept me as your father, so long as it's going through your ears, it will happen. If, if you don't want to happen, block your ear and sit down. It will definitely happen. You see, the God that we are serving, right, he said that, you see, Men are wicked, or humans are wicked. See, he causes his son to shine both on the righteous and... Is somebody hearing me? That's the love that God has for you. That's the love that God has for you. And there are certain things you may not understand now. As you go out, you now understand God, why certain things happen. That is why the Bible says, in all things, you should give thanks. At the end you will see it has all come together. There are certain doors that are closed. There are certain paths. Are you there with me? That God leaves for us. Probably you don't believe now. Somebody like Smith, that did a lot of miracles. He was an unbeliever and very wicked husband. One day the wife went to church and when she came in the evening, he locked the door. Locked the door. In winter time in Bradford, the wife knocked, 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 and went to sleep. The next morning, he opened the door. Then the wife was still standing there. Then the wife says, hello, have you eaten? Then the wife went to do a breakfast for him. He changed from that time. Later, he became a man of God that nobody, I don't think anybody can match this thing. If it was you, if you were the wife, what would you do? Mini civil war. Because it's a terrorist house. So it's a mini civil war. Or even if it's not a civil war, it will be like a strife. Are you there with me? It's a, you are not talking, but there is malice, wickedness in your head. And these are the things that the Bible says brings evil. So you, the Christian, rather, has brought evil to the house. Later, when a knife cut a child, when a knife cut, because of your, your intention to do evil to somebody else. Is somebody hearing me? Somebody being blessed? Are you learning something? Okay, now let's go on. The Bible says that he got to a point and he had to move a stone. Now, this is Genesis 29. The Bible says that the stone was intended for a group of people to move. I don't know how big the stone is, but for a group of people all to put their strength to it and move. And he saw Rachel coming together with the sheep of his uncle Laban, and he did that. Are you there with me? And one of the things that I just want to add to last week's message was that, you see, for somebody to do that, right, he had a particular mind. Are you there with me? The first that we talked about was the grace and believe in the grace. Are you there with me? The grace comes to us. Let me show you something here, interestingly, okay? In Luke, come with me very quickly. 
Okay, let's have it on the screen. But take note of it. In Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Okay, Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Okay, if you have it on the screen. The Bible said, and their child grew. Is anybody growing in our midst? Is anybody celebrating their birthday? Is anybody growing? Are you there? Sometimes you can even tell by stature. Are you there? Deborah, is your hair growing? Is it growing? Yes. Is your fingernails growing? So you are growing, isn't it? Yes. Everyone is growing. Everyone is growing. You get to a certain age, you don't really see your height. But you can tell from other things. Are you there with me? You can tell from other things that um, you are really growing. Okay. So it's natural for us all to grow. You accept it. Okay. Now Jesus was natural. And walked strong in spirit. Are you walking strong in spirit? Okay. And filled with wisdom. This is where I ask every one of you. Filled with wisdom. This is going to be our prayer this afternoon. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, this is the wisdom of God. Filled with wisdom. This is when, you see, when it comes to you, right, you find out that before you make anything or whilst you are there, something will be whispering to you, do this. Don't go on this. Do this. Do this. That's the spirit of wisdom at work. I'll show you how it works and how to activate it at the end of this service. The Bible says that, and the grace of God was upon him. Okay, the grace of God. Now, this word here is the word Christmas. The grace of God was upon him. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of John chapter 14, verse 12, that we, as believers, we are to do the same works that Jesus did. Okay, so if we are to do the same works that Jesus did, Jesus said in John chapter 20, that my father has sent me, even so, I send you. Okay, if Andrew, just imagine, Right, Joshua is coming after you to do the same thing. Then Joshua should have the same. Joshua should have the same thing as you. Otherwise, it's not, otherwise it's not proper. Are you there with me? Do you think we can take the baton? Do you think we can stand in Jesus' stead if we don't have, if we don't work strong, if we don't grow, if we don't work strong in spirit, if we are not filled with wisdom, if we are, if the grace of God is not upon us? No, then it's not proper. We cannot stand in Jesus' stead. He says that he that believes in me, the works that I do shall he do, and greater works. And these are the things that are written about Jesus that he had for him to do what he did. Are you there with me? How does grace come? Even accepting Jesus Christ. Are you there with me? Just accepting Jesus Christ. John chapter 1. Can we have John chapter 1 on the screen? Okay, I'll take you through just a few. Every one of you, Dennis, nobody has an excuse. Nobody has an excuse. Whatever you want to do, unless you don't want to do it, you don't need anybody. If you need somebody, then you, you have decided to go into partnership. And please, be it known unto you. Don't go and do little things. Sandra, don't go and do little things. Big things. Are you there with me? Big things. Are you there with me? Write to Buckingham Palace and see who is doing their catering. Uh-huh. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Luke chapter 2, verse, we look at verse 40. But 52 says he increased. So every one of you, these four things, we should have it. Every young child, every young one, every young school, secondary school going child hearing me in this room, I charge you from the 1st of July to the 31st of July, every day read a chapter of Proverbs and pray for wisdom. We are going to do it this afternoon here. The chapter of uh, Proverbs itself is a way for impartation of wisdom. You stand out clear 
among your peers. Okay? Now, the Bible says, and the child increased in wisdom. Are you there with me? So all of us here, the wisdom of last year, the wisdom we use to sustain this church, the wisdom we use for our Christian life, the wisdom we use for our wisdom, uh, marriages, the wisdom we use for our finances, the wisdom we use at our workplaces, the wisdom we use, are you there? It has to be different. The Bible says that this same, the same chapter, Jesus had the wisdom of God, and he increased in wisdom and increased in stature. If you are increasing in stature, your fingernails are growing, your hair are growing, you are going to the barbers every time, and your wisdom is not growing, it's improper. Uneven balance. What is that verse of scripture? Psalm 11 says what? A false balance. You see, if you are growing and your wisdom is not growing, there's a problem. Sometimes wisdom to come out of debt. Sometimes wisdom to marry. Sometimes wisdom to buy that house. Sometimes wisdom to build. Even the Bible even, even doesn't say that we use money to build, but you need wisdom. Are you there with me? So let me tell you a strategy. Like as we're coming, and I'll praise you, my Lord. Suddenly, you feel the present. Then you hit God with a sincere prayer. Oh God, have mercy on me. Bless me with wisdom. Oh God, make me fruitful. These are the strategies. Whilst you are praising him, suddenly some wind, you know, the presence of God it varies from sometimes the wind, you, ah, no window is open. Sometimes good people, so you find that you have gone deep, sometimes even cry. Then you hate God. God bless me with me. Bless this children with wisdom. Bless this deliver. As we were singing, I'm praying for somebody in intensive care. My worship, all my mind was there. That God, you've done it. Is somebody hearing me? Listen, I'm pouring out deep things today. Is somebody hearing me? This is how to survive. But it's not the only way because our God is big. But I have scripture back in it. So it's a, a sure access. For you, the poor will say. A sure access. Sure access. You are sure of it because there are scriptures to back it. But our God is big. He can do anything. You can wake up tomorrow and you have changed. You can wake up tomorrow and you have finances. You can wake up tomorrow and you have... It's God. But how about you wake up and it's still the same? Then this is a sure route that you can take. Is somebody hearing me? So please, desire. Desire that your wisdom grows. Are you there with me? Your wisdom increases as your stature is increasing. Then he says that in favor, the word favor there is grace. It's the same word. But the translators of the Bible pick when you go to the Greek, are you there with me? If anybody will have the strongs there, it's the word Christmas. It's the same word as grace. Are you there? So his stature increased. Are you there with me? His wisdom increased. His grace increased. Are you there with me? You get it? So the grace that you use to marry is not the grace to sustain the marriage. The grace that makes you have those children is not the same grace that you have to whilst the children of a certain age. Recently, we caught Stephanie and we were talking to her about tithing. The mother would give her a verse of scripture. I also give her a verse of scripture. The mother would give her a verse of scripture. Then I came to realize that we need another person. Are you there with me? 
need another person to explain these things. There are certain things, are you there with me, that brings the grace of God upon our life. One of the clear things, are you there with me, reading the Bible. The Bible, Jesus Christ himself, he was so much full of the grace that anybody that reads him, anybody that reads the word, the grace of God pours. So, you see, grace is also there until you add faith. You may not know that you have the strength. Okay? In Romans chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, It is of faith that it might be by grace. So grace is not something like, as I read my Bible, as I pray, as I come to church, I hear. The, the strength, the inner strength to do that thing is there. But until you put your hands to read by faith, you may not know. Is somebody hearing me? You may not know you could buy houses. You may not know you could drive. You may not know. You know, sometimes, you see, the Bible talks in 1 Peter chapter 4, the manifold grace of God. When they say the manifold grace of God, I'm closing in a minute, means that there are many folds. Many, 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 many folds. Many, many, many folds. Many, many things the grace can do. Are you there with me? And the Bible tells us that in prayer, grace is poured on us. As salvation, grace is poured on us. In reading of the Bible, grace is poured on us. Thank you. If you just put it here for me, thank you. Glory be to God. Now, the Bible says, Let's come boldly unto the throne of grace. So heaven itself is known as the throne of grace. Are you there? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So grace is like your telly being on standby. If your telly is on standby, it's virtually on. It's sucking. That red light is on. It's consuming some electricity. But a little touch on the remote will make it. So grace is there. So if you don't do anything, you might not know that you could build. The Bible says that the master, he, grace made him a master builder. He said, I am what I am, but by the grace of God. And by the grace, I labor more abundantly. I labor more abundantly. The grace, typical. I went to work last night. Look at me. Almost every Saturday night I work. And it's not my destiny, it's just for overtime because my budget is big. Some people don't pay their tithes, so I'm looking after them. I'm not saying do the same. Are you there with me? Because even you that slept yesterday, you are even yawning. You get it? You didn't get up at dawn to pray. You didn't get up at midnight to pray. This morning, 7 o'clock prayer meeting, whilst the choir and various ministries were praying, didn't, we were not part of it. Are you there with me? But what I'm trying to say is that eh, that is in you. Don't get to heaven. You know, many, uh, can you give me five minutes? I don't like preaching past 45 minutes. Can you give me? You give me? Five? Five? 15 minutes. So these three have given me 15 minutes. Now, please, my pastor told us a story in the olden days that um, this gentleman saved, he had to travel abroad in a ship and he had to save money to buy tickets. Okay. Then he went to buy the ticket. But in his cabin in the ship, he had some biscuits, cabin biscuit they call it, cream crackers with water, he didn't come out for any of the buffet. He didn't come out to any of the games. He didn't come out for anywhere. So at the end of the trip, when they got to their destination, he was coming out. The captain was there congratulating everyone. 
that, oh, thank you for traveling. Thank you for choosing our vessel to travel with us. So, so, saw him and said, oh, I didn't see you at the various places. He says, I didn't have money. So, oh, it's in the ticket. It's in the ticket. It's in the ticket. It's in the ticket. So you have to act by faith. Let me just show you something, right? There is something that is said in, uh, Emmanuel will tell you probably in faces. It's called pulley. It helps you lift something. And sometimes, are you there with me? A little effort, God comes in. But the effort has to be by faith. The Bible says that a man went to Jerusalem to worship. His little effort was he was reading the Bible. He went to Jerusalem. But the Bible was reading. He didn't understand. But God sent Philip. An angel and the Holy Spirit intercepted and he helped the man. So just your little effort. You see, if you are going wrong, God will correct you. Just your little effort. The Bible talks about Tabitha. Whilst Tabitha was living, she comes to put flowers in the house of God. When our sister, when you have all been in the church here, isn't it? Nobody thought that we could put nice flowers here. A sister came from Montserrat, thought about positioning flowers here, positioning flowers here. Today, she's the finance minister. Traveling all over. Do you know who the finance minister is? Anywhere that you're going, there's despite riders following you and leading you. She came to put flowers there, and I think she's even online. And people here in the UK, they don't come online. Is somebody hearing me? That saying, are you there with me? The grace is there. The grace, the grace as you are hearing. Ephesians says that what I'm ministering grace to the hearer. I'm ministering grace as am I the preacher. I have prayed fasted, prayed fasted, prayed fasted. Whatever I'm saying, I'm ministering grace to you for you to go and do well. So if you go and you don't do anything, if you go and go and look for a job in McDonald's, if you go and go and do big things. In 2 Corinthians, are you there with me? In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the Bible says that through giving, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you have sufficiency of all things. Sufficiency, and that's the level that a lot of Christians are. Sufficiency. You may not have too much, but everything, you know what I mean? You are breaking even left, right, and center. And even that, that is not true prayer. That is giving to you, true giving. So there are so many avenues of grace. So many avenues of grace. God, God, that's the enabling factor. That's the thing. And sometimes grace can be upon a group of us. If another, the same church, we have all things in common. The same church, we have all things in common. Let me show you in closing. Then I also wanted to talk about the temple of God. Believe that God lives in you. Probably let me read those two verses of scripture in the 10 minutes that I have. Okay, let me give you two verses of scriptures to tell you that sometimes as a church, there's the same grace upon us. You have to identify it. You have to identify it. Are you there? There's something on B, there's something on me, there's something that you, you can easily, effortlessly make use of it. Okay. In Acts chapter 11, glory be to God. Somebody being blessed. Somebody learning something. To the glory of God. Hallelujah to the King of Kings. Let me read this. Acts chapter, let me start from verse probably 19, Acts chapter 11, where it talks about the grace 
the grace on a group of people. Okay, Acts chapter 11. Okay. The Bible says, I read from verse 19 very quickly. The Bible says, And they that were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenix, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word of God to none other but Jews only. Now, verse 20 says that, And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene. When they were come to Antioch, speak to the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. Now, look at it. The hand of the Lord was upon them. You know, when they talk about the hand of the Lord, it's a, it's a phrase, symbolic of the power of God, symbolic of God's involvement. Are you there with me? And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Now, the tidings of these things, verse 22, came to the years of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. The Bible says, verse 23, when he came and has seen the grace of God, meaning that the visiting minister, when he came and he saw all of you, he said, wow, has seen the grace of God. I've seen the grace of God. See, grace of God was seen about a group of people. The grace of God. So sometimes, you know, the Bible says that be zealously affected in a good thing. Are you there with me? Sometimes it's not by your works, but it's by the obedience of a group. The Bible says, did didn't they all pass through the sea? Didn't they all, all follow Moses? Are you there with me? And make use of that grace. Make use of that grace. Establish things. Dig wells. You know, when I'm talking about digging wells, it's figurative. But do things that generations, it will affect generations. Plant trees. When you plant a tree, it's figurative. When you plant a tree, you may not sit under the shade, but generations to come will bless you. Is somebody hearing me? We have that grace. That is why I'm geared towards buying. All our money that we take, because I work, PD work, and all of us, well-paid managers in various fields, commanding a lot of pounds sterling. That shouldn't mean you shouldn't give me any gift. Now, <laughs> No, it's all for your blessing. Yeah, if for the church, you get a receipt. <laughs> okay. Let me just say this to you. That will have been our, let's leave. This is not, I mean, when we put a church building here, this is for us. For generations to come. Okay. Now look at it. How that in great trials of affliction, the abundance of their joy, and the deep poverty abounded unto riches of their liberty. He says that for in their power, I bear them record, yea, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaties that we should receive the gift. It means that when he went to the Macedonian church, they were in a prosperous church. But when he came to giving, it was supernatural. They weren't in a prosperous, they were poor, they were poor. They weren't in a prosperous church. But when it comes to giving, when it comes to giving, once I ask a pastor, the pastor says, oh, they transferred me from the Romford church to another church. And um, when they, once I had a meeting with them, and they said to me that the reason why they sent me to that church was that the Romford Church, being a smaller church, has more finances than 
the bigger church that they sent me to intends me, hoping that the church wants to get more money. They were using the grace upon my life. Said it clearly like that. And amazing, I've said it over and over again. That's seven years I pastored the for Church. I didn't even know what was happening. I was so much zealous that the word of God will have its free course to the glory of God. As they say, God is also good. Are you there with me? He doesn't forget our labor of love. Glory be to God. Now look at it here, right? A number of grace has been spelled out. Okay. The Bible says that praying us with much entreaty that we should receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of ministering to the saints. And he said that this they did, not as we hoped, but first they gave their own self unto the Lord and to, and to us by the will of God. So the people were well grounded first. They had everyone individual relationship with God. So not as we hoped. Are you there? So when those grace, are you there? You see it in a church. People have individual relationship with God. They first gave themselves to God before we come and we come and I'll praise you, my Lord. The individual relationship, our, all our attention individually on God, that is what brings the presence. That is what brings a certain move. That is what brings sometimes the presence will come and shake you what you are going through or something that is about to. Are you, these are the benefits, the unseen things that God does when we come together. You may not know, oh, today church wasn't, much people were not here, but you don't have a clue what has happened. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let me read two things to you. Whether you like it or not, God lives in you. Whether you like it or not, God lives in you. So the faith in that will cause you to move stones, will cause you to pay that mortgage will cause you to pay twice what you are due. They will cause you to build the houses and dig the wells. I'm speaking figuratively. Amen. The faith in it. Because, you see, whether you like it or not, God lives in you. That is one of the things that Jesus did. When a veil of the temple rent into two from top to bottom, God says, I'm no longer going to live. I'm going to live in humans. That's the reality of the matter. But faith in it. So Jacob knew that he wasn't alone. Let that mind be in you. I've talked about grace. The second thing I want to talk about, and I'm finished, is have that faith. Two verses of scriptures. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 3. Am I coming true? Glory be to God. Are you there? Verse 3. And I'm going to read just verse 16. Okay, but then when you go home, read different versions of it. He said, No E. That ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay? When you read the Amplified, the Amplified says that, don't you know that the Spirit of God dwells in you collectively as a church and individually? So God has the ability to dwell in us collectively as we have come here, and God has the ability to dwell in us individually. So if that's the case, why don't you dig the well? <laughs> because it's God who is digging it through you. Unless you don't believe. Unless you don't believe. Come to chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I was just going to read one verse of scripture here. Are you there? 
verse 19 and 20. Probably I should read 2 Corinthians chapter 6 as well. Okay? Well, when you go, go and read 2 Corinthians chapter 6. He said, know ye that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body is the temple. So you see, Terrence, you are there, you are not doing anything. You are, God is not doing anything. Cass, if you are not doing anything, God is not doing anything. When you are walking, God is walking. When you are jumping, God is jumping. When you are laughing, God is laughing. And believe it. The more you believe it, the more the presence around you, magnetic aura, unseen, begin to grow. Begin to grow. My son, believe it. Believe it. Marilyn, believe it. That's the truth of the matter. That's the truth. You see, it's like blood. It's like blood. Don't wait to see your blood before you believe that you have blood. You want to be cut before you believe that, ah, no knowing. Recently, I went to the hospital. I don't know what I did. What I wanted a day off at work also. I want to tell the GP something. And I, it didn't work well. The GP was rather scared for me. So he directed me straight to the hospital. I knew it was serious because he says I shouldn't drive. I said, what did I say? I didn't go. I tried to go and show it to my wife to see whether it's good to go or not to go. Now, Eventually, they drew my blood. And the blood that I saw wasn't the blood that I see in movies. <laughs> no, the type of reddish that um, I, I know in the um, first love and was, how, how do they call it? First blood. Rambo, that Rambo movie. Oh. It was a bit different. So I was a bit concerned. Whether it's the original... Jesus' blood. Are you there with me? But what I'm trying to say in short is that you have it. You have it and just believe in it. He says, if you have the day, believe in it. Jesus says it. Okay, now let's go on. Now, he goes on to say verse 19. He says, where did I read? He said, know ye though that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and what? Which is in you. You are not, he says, that which is of God. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. You have been bought with a price. You, you are not your own. Second Corinthians chapter 6, last one. Are you there with me? So is this, these are the things that should be working behind our mind as we have to push the stones. These are the things that should be working around our minds when we are at difficult times. Because this man, while his working condition was poor, 20 years they changed his wages 10 times. Even his prosperity, his cousins. Didn't want him prosper. His cousin didn't want him prosper. When he told his uncle he was about to go, his uncle took just God intervention that gave him that dream that take a stick and make a mark as the cattle are mating. That will come out. That's a supernatural blessing, meaning that God wants us to be blessed. But he was in a hostile environment. We talked about it last week. Hostile environment. But God made him break through. But one of the things that he says, that really, really makes that. He was a Christian proper. True Christian. Somebody hearing me. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 in closing, where God promises us that if you are walking, he's walking through you. Verse 16. He says that what agreement has the temple of God with idols? And the temple of, it says that for you are the temple of the living God. Say, I am the temple of the living God. 
He says that as God has said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them. Cass, have you seen it? Are you making notes? God is telling you that he will walk in you. So at work, God is at work. When you sit behind the steering, God is at When you are behind the cooking, God is cooking. Oh, God, I didn't know you like salt like that. That one is a, is a secondary thing. Pastor, how do you know my food is salty? It's just, I don't know why it came. But somebody hearing me, these are the things that you should believe. Not the thing that they told you that your head like this when you were a child, your head like this. This is the word of God. This is what should be living. This is what should be living. And this is what will cause you to walk on water. Jesus went to the temple. He took a verse of scripture and he says, live. It's happening live, whether you like it or not. People have squeezed their face, but to him, it's live. It's happening live. Am I coming through? Yes. You know what? I'll finish, but I don't know how to end. Rise up onto your feet. Now begin to pray to God. Today I want to go for wisdom. I want to pray for all the young guys. Ask God for wisdom. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.